0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Pitch on the way and Alvarez drives this one pretty deep to left center field, going back Grisham looking up. See you later. Jordan Alvarez goes deep and the Astros go up two to one.
0: Alvarez with his 22nd of the year. That ties Carlos Correa. For the franchise record in home runs for rookies, congratulations to Jordan. The Astros lead 2-1. 3-2 again. Swing and a miss.
1: Got him on the slider. 14 strikeouts for Garrett Cole, tying his season high. That caps off a 1-2-3 inning and through six. Astros 2, Brewers 1. Now the 2-1. And Springer hits it in the air pretty deep to center field. Going back on it is Grisham looking up. See you later! Stewart Springer puts the Astros back on top with his 30th home run of the year. Three to two,
0: Astros in the 10th. Well, there's a whole lot of Astros fans, pretty happy down the left field line. Springer, ever explosive, does it again. Williams,
1: the time run at second. Grandal, winning run at first. One, two to Yelich. And that is at the top of the zone for strike three. Frozen with a breaking ball, and there are two outs in the bottom of the ten.
0: That was the right call. Ben May got it right. He stood Yelich up, though, because it was upstairs. Came out of his crouch, couldn't pull the trigger. Strike three. Brewers down to their final strike.
1: Have the winning runs on base. Tying run in scoring position. Now the 0-2. Swing and a miss. Perez strikes out, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros hold on to beat the Milwaukee Brewers 3-2 in 10 innings.
0: Boy, what a big win for the Astros. Now tied with the Yankees for the best record in the American League. 90-49 with 23 to go.
2: There comes a time in everyone's life.
1: When talk is cheap. And it's time to show up.
2: To get back
3: to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city.
0: This is why we play. This is who we do it for.
1: Take it back! For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Greetings from Miller Park in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a two-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers. Astros took the series opener 3-2 in 10 innings yesterday. Garrett Cole struck out 14 and allowed a run over six innings. Alex Bregman, four hits, including a double, drove in a run as the Astros have won their last two and 12 of their last 15. Brewers saw two game win streak come to an end yesterday. Astros 90 and 49, their first in the AL West, 10 and a half games ahead of Oakland while the Brewers 70 and 67, they sit in third in the National League Central, 7 games behind the Cardinals and they're 4 games behind the Cubs for the National League second wild card. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, former Brewer Zach Greinke will get the ball for the Astros today and Grinky five starts with the Astros since coming over in the trade from the Diamondbacks four zero a three point four five ERA
0: yeah got off track in, in that last game against the Tampa Bay Rays gave up a, a couple of homers in that game with some misplaced uh, pitches the high curveball to Travis Darnot and uh, Austin Meadows taking him deep on early in account, kind of an ambush situation it's kind of getting uh, situated for Grinky with with the catchers you know he he, he has Martín Maldonado behind the plate for him today uh, his first catching start. Uh, for grinky since he's been in astro but uh, it's just getting used to things uh, fine-tuning some things uh, maybe tweaking some things that the Astro see that he can do a little bit better but uh, whenever you got zach grinky out there you know he's going to be able to execute pitches he can throw a lot of pitches to the edges of the plate and he's got that great changeup.
1: meanwhile former astro jordan lyles is going for the milwaukee brewers today was having a, a rough year in pittsburgh brewers they wound up picking him up right before the trade deadline, and he's been outstanding since coming over to Milwaukee. Six starts, a 2.51 ERA.
0: Yeah, you know, d- despite the numbers he had in, in Pittsburgh, there was a lot of interest at the trade deadline uh, for Jordan Lyles. Can't believe he's just 28 years yeah. old now. He. He made 15 starts for the Astros way back in 2011. He was 20 years old back then, but still throwing pretty hard, low to mid-90s with the fastball, and he's got a great curveball. And, of course, with David Stearns, the, the general manager over here. Now with the Milwaukee Brewers, you know he wants to up the usage of that curveball because it's one of the best in the league, that curveball.
1: Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. We'll you know, you always talk about those tack-on runs. We talk about that all the time when you get a lead. And it almost cost the Astros in last night's ball game that they didn't get some tack-on runs, had runners in scoring position, less than two out in the seventh and eighth inning, weren't able to cash in on either of those after having a one-run lead. But George Brenger, boy, did he bail the Astros out with that big home run that he hit in the top of the tenth inning.
0: Yeah, he's bailed out the Astros a lot, not just on offense, but defense too. And he's just so... Uh, charismatic almost you know when he starts an inning in, in, in the extra innings in a tie game and seen it even in the, in the world series what he's able to do when he comes up to the plate to lead off an inning uh it's electric so uh, not surprising he gets that job done need to see the astros when they have that that leadoff double make sure you don't strike out i mean put the ball in place somewhere yeah. to get that guy to third base with less than two outs that's the, the thing that i've seen on this road trip they need to do better
1: let's take a look around major league baseball this team's race for the pennant brought to you by apache apache corp exploring what's possible well obviously most of the attentions in the national league because there are a few wars being fought on different fronts there with the wild card spots and the national league central but you look at the american league side of things obviously the, the wild card race is still pretty tight it looks like uh, some combination of the Rays, Indians, and A's—two of those three teams—are are, going to be playing in the wild card game. Uh, the Indians—they had caught up to the Twins and at one point had passed them in the AL Central. But now the Twins, with a, a five and a half game lead over the Indians, and it's starting to look more and more like the Twins are going to hold off Cleveland and at AL Central, and their only path's probably going to be the wild card.
0: So Boston, five and a half out. Uh, there's uh, five and a half out of the, the second wild card. Right. You think they're out? I think it's going to be tough for them. Me too. So I, I totally agree. And mm-hmm. they have not gone through a stretch this entire year uh, w- with what they need to do to, to surpass and get into that second wild card. So I agree with that. I just don't know. You know, Oakland seems to have its warts. Tampa Bay. Uh, they just keep getting it done somehow, some way, and Cleveland with that great pitching. I think Cleveland gets in, and I think it's between Tampa and Oakland for that second wild card. Yeah, Indians taking on the White Sox tonight. The
1: Orioles and Rays are, are playing a doubleheader, and the A's, meanwhile, they're starting a series tonight in Oakland against Anaheim. We'll be back right after this with the Manager Show and A.J. Hinch, presented by Waste Management, and a little later, we'll hear from longtime Brewers beat writer Tom Hardercourt of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He's been here so long, he remembers Steve Sparks as a player for what? the Milwaukee Brewers. Back after this.
3: <laughs> What's even easier than
2: hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you
1: can kiss that good Crawford
2: boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bock? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good 7th inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season.
1: How about the Houston Astros?
2: Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management. For environmental solutions that deliver economical savings, go to thinkgreen.com.
0: Second game with Milwaukee. This is it. You got a chance to sweep them, A.J., Good game yesterday, kind of back and forth. But, man, when Garrett Cole and Verlander back-to-back, what they're being able to do, you got to be in awe too, don't you? Yeah, I do
2: because they set incredible tones from the beginning of the game. The the opponent knows, the, the our team knows. And, and certainly when you have some guys both days that were getting – they were matching up with them yeah. and getting a lot of outs and the games were really close. And it, yesterday had a, had a great playoff feel – you know where where there were a few runners there were a few big moments there were some big punch outs and then at the end you know <clears throat> deflating in the ninth to give up a run and then and then ex, you know exciting when george gets the gets the 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 homer and we take the lead and then a stressful bottom of the 10th like it was it was a good win for this team and a and, and hopefully with a win today and a really good road trip
0: Wanted to ask you what you see with roberto Osuna. i
2: know you're facing great hitters yelich is a great hitter but what you see when things go astray uh, really, just fastball location or mislocation. You know, he he he's such a good dominant strike thrower that mm-hmm. I you know he's one of the closers where guys are going up there. They think they're going to get um, a pretty good pitch to hit if they can time it up, and it's somewhere between you know whether it's an 80 mile an hour changeup to a 95, 96 yeah. mile an hour fastball. But Makes when they <clears throat> when they time it up, it's you know he he's going to throw strikes, and so you can rely on that going up there and when he misplaces a fastball and in a fastball count, you know he's gotten beat a little bit on this quick tempo fastball that's what i was wondering and that you know we'll, we'll obviously address a little bit of that but yeah. um last night is an, is an example where he was probably throwing too many strikes and and especially on the two strike county yelich and yelich did what he's done to a lot of different pitchers around the league and in an emotional type of the game
0: i'm sure you wanted a softer landing for josh james but you showed a lot of confidence with mm-hmm. him leaving him out there and, and getting his first save Uh, what'd you like about it
2: yeah just his stuff can can really overcome some hitters and and once we got through Yelich that was really you know we got a borderline call our way and and Yelich punches out we got to Perez I really felt like as a free swing you know you match up Josh James with a free swinger um, his stuff is so electric and and he can get a lot of swing and misses and he did so I um, I did want to have a little softer landing for him coming back off the IL that's not always how the game plays out and and he had the best stuff and he was available and and I threw him right in there want to get a little insight maybe on,
0: on how you categorize your relievers i know you'd love the matchups uh, and you probably lump like a rondon and a james together as your velocity guys how does that all
2: pan yeah out? It, d- it depends on where we're at i mean i go into the game having a pretty good understanding what part of the of the lineup that i want to use each of these guys and which guys match up best with each guy and, and then as the game plays out um, especially having Presley down and Peacock down, I have to, I have to pick and choose where to use Will Harris, Joe uh, when to Meyer. use Joe Smith, I'm when ready. to use Hector Rondon. Uh, we have a lot of weapons. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to be very, very conservative with how I, how I pitch some of these guys like Will Harris probably won't pitch today. So we'll have to work through these lefties with Davinsky's changeup or potentially be a genie's curveball or, uh, maybe Rondon's velocity again today. So I. Um, You know, I go into the game with what I want and then I have to read the game with how it's going and where we're at and and make the adjustments. Talk about uh, a couple of your players
0: earned some awards today. Bregman is the player of the month for August and Jordan Alvarez is the rookie of the month again uh, for the third month in a row. But let's talk about Bregman.
2: Yeah, he's he was really good. And, and, you know, one of the things I love about Alex is is how unsatisfied he is. You know, he, Mm. he talks more about some chase pitches or some missed opportunities or some some balls that he feels like he could have done a little bit better. And then you look up at the, the, <clears throat> the overall numbers, you know, were the best in the league for the month of August. And that, yeah. uh, at a time where, where most people are tapering down or they're struggling with fatigue. And before you get to September adrenaline, he was able to carry this team with some really, really big hits. And, 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 and in the middle part of our order, you know, sandwiched in between Brantley and Alvarez on most nights, you know, he's, 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 very very important to to how our offense operates
0: i think a lot of players get a little bit selfish with their numbers from time to time and that's fine in the team concept but don't you feel like in the last month or two of the season it's the stronger minded or stronger will players that really exceed because everybody's hurt everybody's tired
2: yeah the accumulation i think i think it's hard for us to describe and we nobody feels sorry for us but we we are the only sport that plays this many days and carries this kind of physical toll on guys i mean that's not to discount basketball or football or, or some of the other, other sports, but the the fatigue level this time and also the mental fatigue. I, I think I think facing the best pitchers in the world every day, your you're, you know, the travel schedule, the at bat after at bat dealing with adversity, dealing with failure, sometimes dealing with success, um, all part of the mental game. And then more importantly, I think for this team, you know, we have a significant lead right now going into the, the latter part of September. It's, it's trying to keep them focused on what's at stake today and not look forward to you know, what potentially could happen in October. And that, that in itself, you can give away three and four and five, sometimes ten at-bats, um, you know not preparing at an elite level and that's what this team doesn't do we, we we prepare like today's the last game of the year
0: hey not every day you get to go to a national league ballpark and feel pretty good
2: about your nine hole hitter mm-hmm. now there was a, a little bit of talk I was banter with some of our hitters like maybe I should hit Granky ahead of some of you guys <laughs> you know he OPS is pretty high he's um, he's an offensive threat and he's looking forward to hitting but I hit him in the natural spot in the nine hole but yep. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be fun. He's talked a little bit about getting back into the national league game. His, his numbers are good. He's got a couple hits off, off of Lyles. Um, we always talk about how important the nine hole is. We usually don't talk about that being a pitcher, but today maybe he's a, he's an offensive threat. All
0: right. You mentioned Lyles last thing, AJ, um, there was a lot of interest in him at at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. And he's shown the, uh, why. I mean, he, he's come in with Milwaukee and pitched very well. What, what's he doing well? Yeah,
2: he pitches. He pitches very analytically sound. He the high fastball with some carry. He throws a breaking ball off of that. He throws a lot of off speed in the zone, and then he throws it for chase. So he's he's you know he went through a little bit of an injury issue earlier in the season in Pittsburgh, and, and it looks like he overcame that. And his stuff is good. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't generate a lot of hard contact. He, he gets a lot of soft contact. He gets a lot of swings and misses. He's had a really good run here since they traded for him. We got our hands full. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. Thank you, Sprague. Back with more Astro Launch right after the Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party.
1: Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by... Tom Hardercourt, longtime Brewers beat writer with the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, been covering the Brewers since 1985. And uh, one of the Brewers that you covered was Steve Sparks when he came up to the big leagues, was here in 1995, 1996, a 29-year-old rookie. Uh, what do you remember about your time with Sparky and just his journey getting to the uh, big leagues?
3: Yeah, well, we have to get past the phone book thing, right? <laughs> we all know the hurting himself trying to tear the phone. That was a crazy day because they brought these it was like a circus act these guys came in they were not just tearing phone books they were doing all kinds of feats of strength right it was supposed to be a motivational thing kind of reminded me of the uh the movie the natural when they're the guys coming in winning is a disease and they're all like falling asleep you know <laughs> but but he, he got all excited tried to tear the phone book up and hurt his shoulder so so we got you got to get past that but but the the thing you remember about covering sparky as a writer is how what a great guy he was you know it's, you always pull for guys that are great guys, right? And, and, and uh, as we were talking about earlier today, just the fact that he was willing to try to reinvent himself as a pitcher, it wasn't easy. You told me that great story about him like giving, having handwritten questions for Charlie Huff because where do you learn to throw knuckleballs when only four or five guys are doing it and almost all of them are out of the game?
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, I mean, and then to see him have some success here, in 1995 at a time when the the brewers were, were kind of just trying to find their
3: way, right? Yeah, I mean, th- those were tough times for the brewers, you know, and so uh, guys were coming and going a lot. Um, he served a valuable role by being able to take turns in the rotation. Those, those were some dark days for the brewers when they were, you know, trying to survive as a small market team when small market teams weren't doing so well.
1: And Phil Garner was a manager, and he and Sparky still good friends, of course, managed the Astros and... Uh, had Sparky in three different places, was a big fan of his, also had him in Detroit. He had to be a lot of fun to cover here.
3: Yeah, Phil and I are still good friends. I mean, Gar, as we call yeah. him, you know. Yeah, we loved him. You, you know, he was he was the Don Quixote of managers. He was always tilting against windmills with not as much talent as other teams had. And he would always somehow magically keep the Brewers in the race until, like, the trading deadline, and then the Brewers wouldn't make any trades, and everybody else would, and, and they'd fall out. And he would always be aggravated about that. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we love Phil Garner. He gave me a nickname, Prince of Darkness, which still, he gave it to me jokingly, but then some other people grabbed hold of that and wouldn't let it go. And so even today people go, Tom, why are you called the Prince of Darkness? You don't see that negative. And I said, thank Phil Garner for that.
1: Now, there are a few players on this Astros team that you've, you covered when they were here. Zach Greinke, one of them, a guy that the Brewers picked up, a big trade that wound up helping the Royals uh, get, get to the World Series eventually. Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar among those, uh, going over the Kansas City and in that deal. So there were a lot of expectations on Greinke when he came here.
3: And, and he did great, you know. And it was one of those trades that helped both teams. The Royals were rebooting. They got a lot of young talent out of that. The Brewers needed another arm. They picked up Sean Markham that same winter, and they went to the NLCS that year. They came close to the World Series. Um I want to say Zach won over the course of two seasons. I want to I want to say Zach won twenty one straight games at Miller Park. He was just unbeatable here. And we would ask him all the time, Zach, why are you so good at home? Well that wasn't really a probing enough question for me. Zach's a very intelligent guy. You gotta stimulate him with your questions, right? So he would just brush it off, brush it off. So we stopped asking, because we could see it was aggravating him. Then one day when he's like coming up on number 21, a new guy shows up in the media corner and says, Zach, why are you why are you so good at home? And we said, oh no, don't ask that question. And Zach all looks up and he goes, you know, I've been thinking about that. And I said, what? He's going to answer this question we've been asking for two years. And he goes, the, point, the, the conclusion I've come to is on the road you just can't get good coffee. <laughs> and we thought he might have been messing with us. But, but then we thought about it and said, maybe he's right. You know, Zach's a little different. And so I, I remember I couldn't get to, Robert. I couldn't get to my laptop fast enough in my lead. I'll remember the lead for the rest of my life. All this time, it was about the coffee. <laughs> Zach Greinke had, had to have been one of the most
1: fascinating, and just. Interesting players you've ever covered can be kind of a hard guy to get to know, but but like you said, very intelligent.
3: Yeah, uh, real. You know, we use the phrase "student of baseball," I think, too much, but he truly is one. He he would study stuff like amateur scouting reports, and the Brewers would put him in their draft room all during the draft, and he would like help them pick make their picks, and he would scold them later if they passed on a guy and he turned out to be good. (laughs) He said, "I told you, you should have picked that guy," you know. And so, uh, you know, his social anxiety syndrome is very well. Known, so you know you do have to pick your spots with them, but uh, but we love talking to him and he was really good with us and I think he really liked it here, Robert. I mean he still talks about it. he had a lot of fun in Milwaukee. He really liked it. The market kind of fit his personality. Mm-hmm. People left him alone. He let him go do his business. And so, um, but man, he I, you know he went on to literally great riches, fame and riches. And so, doesn't surprise me.
1: Tom Hardercourt, longtime Brewers beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for getting Sparky in line so that he, he can handle the media so well now.
3: He's the best. You, you make sure you tell him I said that. He is the best.
2: There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk
1: is cheap. And it's time to show up.
0: To get back to the top and build
1: a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back.
3: Our team.
0: And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For
1: tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call
3: 1-877-9ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.